Okay. Now we shall move on to the next entry. Apocrypha. Apocrypha. Alrighty. So this, this might, one this is might very be a good different. one to read just through it first. Because there's kind of a lot there. Um okay. I don't want to read the it's whole not super t- it's not super long. I don't want to read the whole thing and then go back to the beginning, but like, so let's read a line or two and then we can talk and then yeah. read the next. It's like, we won't skip lines necessarily like we did yeah. in the last one. Yeah. You will be getting the full card, but, but we, yeah, we'll discuss it as we go. Yeah. So let's do, okay. So in the beginning, there were five. Yule, the honest worm. Akka, the worm of secrets. Ear, the keeper of order. Ur, the ever hunger. Zol or Zul, will of the thousands, and they were virtuous. Um, I like how virtuous virtuous, virtuous is capitalized. Mm-hmm. So it makes me yeah. like. It's just interesting because you know you have words like sky, which are capitalized, deep, which are capitalized, virtuous, which is capitalized, and even is it callous when he says nothing is capitalized? So yeah. It's like, what are all these capitalized entities? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, in time, Yule spoke truth and bargained well. Its children escaped the fundament and spread throughout the worlds. They followed the words of the deep and brought low many agents of the sky. They took and a portion of all they took was returned to the virtuous. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a, basically a, you know, TLDR for the books of sorrow. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, if I, again, like, I've been out of the lore for a while, so I'm kind of coming back to this fairly fresh. But mm-hmm. Oryx mostly talks to Yule on his, on their first encounter, right? Correct. And, uh, like, we knew that there were other worms. Um, I think it mentions um, Ir and Ur, but uh, Yule is the only one that we knew his title. Like, we knew Yule was the honest worm, or and we knew and we knew of Akka, but I don't, none of the other ones, we knew their titles, you know, worm of secrets, keeper of order, the ever hunger, will of the thousands. Like those are all new, uh, revelations, which is pretty cool. Gotcha. So yeah, so I jumped back to, what is this? Uh, verse books of sorrow nine, the bargain. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so this is when obviously they've kind of, they finally made it down to, the deepest parts of the fundament and it's like uh, i am yule the honest worm behold my passage and he you know goes on and talks and then he's like behold ear and zol and ur and akka you know the other virtuous worms mm-hmm. yeah so yule is kind of the one who took him you know kind of in charge basically yeah and uh yeah and so let's see so yeah uh okay they grew strong they being like oryx or aurochs or here they yes. took and a portion of all they took Sabathun. so yeah they yeah. they is oryx in the hive in time oryx learned akka's secret that he was stronger than the gods and i assume here that he is referring to oryx mm-hmm. so in time oryx learned akka's secret that he oryx was stronger than the gods that they had given their power, and in giving, it was diminished. Oryx rose up and slew Akka. He took, and he grew strong with Akka's power. So this kind of just goes back to 
the sword lo- sword logic that you learn in or read about in the books of sorrow um you know where giving power or giving strength makes you weaker you know it's mm-hmm. taking that makes you stronger and so it's you know that one point oryx plans on killing his brother and sister savathun and zivu wrath and taking their powers and right and at first they're like let us give you our power and he's like mm-hmm. nope <laughs> yep <laughs> and i think i think zivu does give or like does resist and so his the power he gets from zivu isn't as great as it could have been whereas yeah. but with savathun she did she did tr- resist and she was trying to kill him with the knife in her hand but he overtook her <laughs> okay and, so let me this yeah. made me think so i thought i did think it was interesting that there this is saying that the worms because the worms gave them this power and made this bargain without and that nothing was taken that it makes basically it gave oryx this power yeah, right over them and so what's so this makes me think I did a post on Ishtar uh, like two weeks ago just about the war mind and IO and various stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is at the end of that mission, our, our, our Sibo, mm-hmm. the war mind, which we now know to be Rasputin, um, says, never ask for anything, never for anything, and especially those who are stronger than you. They'll make the offer them. But what is interesting is then he says, they'll make the offer themselves and give everything themselves. So it's like... That's cool. But he's got like half sword logic. It's almost like what what the worms initially did. And it's almost like he only half understands. Mm -hmm. Because, so the first part, never ask for anything, never for anything, and especially from those who are stronger than you. So like that's straight up sword logic. Don't ask for stuff, just take it. Take it, yeah. But then he says those who are stronger will make the offer themselves and give everything themselves. And it's like, wait, well, you, idi- you idiot. <laughs> that's what the worms did. Yeah. But by, but well, by that's giving, kind of, that's kind of interesting too, weak. because I think it's, is it, which ghost fragment is it where he talks to the, where he's fights it? Is it, uh, ghost fragment mysteries, mysteries. That's right. Ghost fragment mysteries. You know, he says, you know, I have learned from it, you know, and now, he, and he was, I can if I can get the exact quote of something. Is I now now, now he will be victorious. Um, let me pull up the card. It's right in front of me, and I learned from it. It is it is alone and it is strong and it won, even over the gardener. And she held power beyond me, but the gardener did not shrug, and make herself alone. It always wins. I am made to win, and now I see the way. Yeah, so that's what it is. I am made to win, and now I see the way. So I wonder if that was part of, you know, in dealing with it, it was, he's, the power, I mean, maybe it, in a sense, gave Rasputin the information to now be, now Rasputin is now stronger from it. Yeah. It really does make me wonder. I hope we find out. Well, I don't know. I kind of want to find <laughs> out, but I kind of want a little mystery. But it would it would be cool to figure out if Zol was, you know, what he faced, or if it was not, because clearly it's sitting on his doorstep at Mars, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're like, well, if it wasn't Zol, then what the heck? 
you know, did he? Yeah, that was. Well, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, we know from the cinematics from Destiny Two that the pyramid ships were one hundred percent there during the collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of Who that specific that specific card. To. Yeah, and that card is he talking about some entity from the ships, or is he talking about Zol? Yep. Um. And yes, yeah, so I guess we'll see. And maybe. You know, because this quote yeah, says that it'll give to you. But obviously at the same time, the worms lasted for a very long time before Oryx was able to overtake them. So mm. as bad as giving is, maybe it's not that bad. At least not at first. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> let's, okay, we read that. After the, fi- after the five became four, Yule spoke. Behold my majesty, behold my crushing might, my staggering size, my scales that shine with an oppressive gleam. The uh, the size comment is interesting there mm-hmm. because we know that basically the hive and the worms, they, they grow in accordance with the tithing that they're receiving. So, you know, the yeah. more souls and light that are tithed up to mm-hmm. the worms, the bigger they get. So... Yule seems to be the most ancient, if anything, or have the most followers. Yeah. Um, and, again, and what is interesting is here, so, okay. And this is kind of more present tense. So, like, obviously, at this point, Oryx has already killed Akka by the time, at the point that we're talking here. So mm-hmm. the staggering size may even be a result of Oryx and all his conquest. So... Because it kind of seems like the worms didn't escape fundament before that. So yeah. Um, behold my wings, which create winds that sweep through the stars. So, I had totally forgotten that in the books of sorrow we also knew that the worms had wings because it says so. <laughs> but I still like this because I'm like ah ahamkara. Yeah. Which I guess we don't have a hundred percent confirmation that they're the same thing, but at this point I'm kind of just assuming that Bungie is going to simplify the narrative and say they're the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely think there's a connection there. Um, I know a lot of people disagree, um, and a lot of people don't want them to be the same. But no, right, I'm really, my, at, I'm at really this hoping. point, my opinion is, you know, Bungie wants to keep mysteries and lore but they also want to simplify mm-hmm. and so just like how there was kind of a hint of Charlemagne and then there was Rasputin and now it's like okay let's simplify this we're going to yeah. keep them both but you know one's a sub mind one's a war mind yep. I'm assuming that maybe at one point Ahamkara and Worms might have been slightly different but my assumption yeah. is that in yeah. the long run Bungie's going to simplify and say okay same thing yeah the way I'd like to look, see it is if it was similar to how you know, in the early days of the Risen, there was Warlords and then the Iron Lords or Guardians. You know, two species of the same make, but perhaps different paths. You know, the Wish Dragons or the Ahamkara, you know, they give. They, you know, people ask of yeah, ask that, them. You're right, and that is so true. They, the they're, they're Wish more, Dragons, they were very much about giving and granting wishes. Mm-hmm. Whereas the worms are more, they were, even though they did give power to Oryx and her sisters, it was more about taking 
their tribute. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good thought. Um, okay. Together we have called life to fundament and made that life thrive, protected it from extinction. They are our hosts and we are their strength. Uh, but we do mm-hmm. not give, we take. For this is the struggle to exist. We are not immune. The weakest of us must give way to the stronger. And this is all Yule speaking, by the way, still. Yep. And so then, hearing Yule speak, and Zol felt fear, cunning, for it knew that Yule would in time turn its teeth to Zol. And that's basically kind of a reaction to the whole, the weakest among us needs to give way to the stronger. Yep. And Zol, even though, what's Zol's name again? Had the will of thousands. That was not, you know, it seems like he was still the weakest of the worms. Mm-hmm. And so I lost my place and I'm <laughs> looking. Right. There we go. You can read it. You, you know where it is. It says, uh, but Akka was not the only one with a secret. Zol had a pact with a forgotten child, abandoned by its father. The, uh, the cursed one took a fraction of Zol's power, and in return, Zol took the heart from the child, whose name had been struck from the world's grave. The orphan called life out of death and fed that power to Zol. So this is Nocris. Mm. And if it's not clear up until that point, later this cursed child says, I am become herald, death. And then in the destiny marketing materials, it labels um, yeah the strike boss yeah as, as the, the herald of herald soul. Of soul. So, yeah um, I, yeah go this ahead. is um, I was just gonna say this is yeah I thought another thing that they just they tied in really well similar to the last card um, there's so many ways they could have you know kind of brought this all together um, I really like the way they did it with this. Um, Right, because so what's, yeah, because it's funny because obviously when the when the, you know, marketing materials went out, everyone's like, no, Nocris, he's a strike boss. And what's funny about that though is up until that point, the only two references to him in the entire game, are the statue outside Orcs' chambers, and then, uh, is it Eris or Ikora, whoever's talking to Ashermir asking for a reference, a lookup. Mm-hmm. But um, but what's funny is like, that's it. We didn't know that's if if Nocris was a prince or a god or a son or a, like we have no clue. It was kind of yeah. implied because the statue was next to Crota. Yeah, we, I, it made me laugh because there was there was so much headcanon about Nocris, even though we had literally nothing <laughs> about him. Like all we knew was that there was a big statue of Oryx and then two statues on either side of one of Crota and then Nocris. And that's all we knew. And yeah, there was a lot of, yeah. before we got this card, there was a lot of, I, I would even, I would say hatred at Nocris being part of this DLC and being a strike boss because that didn't fit with people's head cannon, you know, head cannon that they just created in their mind. <laughs> it was just like it made me laugh. I was like, I think I think they're doing a really good job here. 
you know, we don't know how this strike is going to play. We don't know how they're going to tell this story yet. I hope. Based but on I, just these cards alone that they've seen, you know, my faith has been restored to like well, I, a lot. And I like this because it's kind of the best of both worlds. So we have the, you know, okay, a forgotten child abandoned by its father. So they're, okay, we do get confirmation, you know, that of the hypothesis that Nocris was a son of Oryx, or mm-hmm. son, daughter, yeah. of, child of Oryx. So it's like, okay, cool. But then um, what's interesting is, and what's kind of cool about this is the cursed one took a fraction of Zol's power. Like, what's kind of funny is Crota, even though he's the favorite son, didn't have his own, like, super worm. You know, yeah, like, he, he, was, he was still man. below Oryx. Um, mm-hmm. And yet it seems like Nocris, that wasn't enough for him. He's like, no, I want my own one of the five worms, you know. And so, because it seems like Nocris understood the whole tithing system, and he's like, well, if I'm you know, subservient to Crota and Oryx, I'm never going to best them. But if I bypass them and go straight to my own worm, then I could become equal. Yeah, um, and I actually saw a theory on uh, Twitter today. I'll have to try to find the person who put it out there, but it's it kind of like in that, in that vein that you were just talking about. You know, maybe that's why Nocris was abandoned you know maybe with oryx or with a uh, crota you know when you read the books of sorrow crota was yeah. kind of the, Cro- the special was, child yeah crota <laughs> was stupid but he was subservient his, exactly he he obeyed his father he worshiped his father he did everything his father wanted him to do but his sisters had to cr- basically create his throne world and set up protections and you know his sisters would mess with him and he would cut a space letting in the vex into the throne world. <laughs> like he was just he wasn't you know, what you would yeah. consider being the best heir apparent to Oryx's throne. Right. Maybe Nocris was, and in the the hive, you know, well, hierarchy, that was that's scary to Oryx. That's you know having this well, person and the, who could and the whole fact him. that yeah, like, and the more and obviously all the tithing would come up from the lowest thrall all the way up to Oryx, and if Nocris either took too much tithing or you know, mm-hmm. he could overthrow Oryx at some point. So Oryx's best bet is to cast him out of the of yeah, the I, flow of light because then he can't take more than he should. Yeah, um, I thought that was a good theory. I love how it says... I can't remember if we just read this or not. Yeah, we did. Um, his, whose name had been struck from the world's grave. I love mm-hmm. that too because that's a reference back to the original scan when it said, like, I can't find any na- you know any reference in the yeah, world's grave. It doesn't show up in the world's grave. So that's a great callback. And what is interesting, too, is, so, okay, so we know that worms and hive get bigger based on what they, how much they kill and, the, and what they tithe upwards, right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone's concerned, like, oh, no, Nocris, you know, he's a son of Oryx, but, like, why is he just a strike boss? But think about it for a second. If, yeah, if Nocris, you know, becomes subservient to Zol, then he obviously can, you know, gain light and more power. But if he's been frozen in the ice of Mars for 700 years, that's 700 years that he hasn't been feeding, which means that he can't grow fat from strength and fat from the light because he hasn't been feeding. And so it might even make sense that he's the size that he is in the strike Mm -hmm. because that's as big as he can be given the amount of intake and light that he's had to consume. 
for the last while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also important to remember with Hive that, you know, the at least I'm assuming the image we see of Nocris from the like the press kit is Nocris in our realm. Right. When you yeah, when just you like fight, Florida, just like yeah, Oryx. When you fought Oryx and Regicide in our realm on the Dreadnought, it was about the same size that Nocris looks, to be honest. It right. wasn't they're, until they're we went bigger in their yeah, throne world. It wasn't until we went to Oryx's throne world in the overworld that Oryx was his true size. Yeah. And so And hey, th- this probably isn't true. This is wild, wild speculation in the moment. But you know, everyone wants a raid lair with Zol, but maybe for all we know we know that Callus is something that he's not, or you know, like there's mm-hmm. something up with Callus. So maybe for all we know, and Callus has been talking to something as well. We don't know what, but you know, he's a servant of something. You know, for all we know, we fight Nocris in a strike, and then he goes away to his throne world, and later in the raid lair, we find out that throne world Nocris is what's been talking to Callus and giving Callus power all this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wild speculation with no basis in fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's something to remember. Like, yeah, we might kill Nocris in the strike, but even if it's not this DLC, that doesn't necessarily mean we won't see Nocris again, because as... It's kind of like, didn't they, um, we kill Omnigol, but I swear at some point in Destiny 1, when they started bringing back old strikes, didn't they add a dialogue of, like, Omnigol has undone her death? Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it was something about, you know, if you read the Books of Sorrow, you know know that for a a hive that has been, become ascendant, you know, killing them in our realm or our world is just a temporary death, because they can... It's only a true death if we kill them in their their ascendant realm, right? In which we never went to Omnigol's ascendant realm. We went right. to Crota's and we went to Oryx's. <laughs> that's it, right? Okay. That's that's that. even where some of the bait comes with Oryx with the Crota's sisters too, because technically we killed them in a an ascendant realm, but, but it was Oryx's. So there's still I'm I'm hoping we didn't kill them because yeah. I love the sisters. They were awesome. Who who are you tweeting, Dragon? I can hear your phone blowing it's, up. It is blowing up. It's the the mat in the court of Lorix, but it's I'm not I'm not messaging. <laughs> They're on some this this some group, DM group was put together, and yeah, it's it's amazing the tangents that can get on there. But okay, so uh, so if I'm right, we have three more lines. Yeah. So okay, the, the orphan called life out of death. I don't know if we read this. Okay. The orphan, Nocris, called life out of death and fed that power to Zol. Together they would find a new world to rule, and the five became three. I, the child, become herald, death, record these words. They are not the sorrow. They are mine. And so I, the child, is Nocris, and the five became three is the five became four when Akko was killed, and then Zol gets up Zol and leaves. left, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of crazy in its own right. I mean, so either... Cause we, so thinking out loud, the worms were on Fundament for however many years they were on Fundament, right? Mm. But like they could never really leave until Oryx and all them like learned how to cut into the sword space. And then kind of like Oryx could lead them out, you know? Yeah. 
And so the idea that Zol, you know, it says like Zol picked up and left. It's like okay, but it makes me wonder if that was only possible because Nocris struck the bargain with Zol, and then Zol was able to use Nocris to essentially cut into us, you know, the Ascendant Realm and the Sword Space, so that it could get out of there. Because it seems like the worms, they didn't want to give. Taking is stronger, but at the same time, they almost had to give in order to be able to, con- you know, mm-hmm. get out and continue. Yeah. Um, what is interesting is it says Zol took the heart from the child. So Zol did not... Well, yeah, this is a, this is interesting, just talking about giving and taking. So going back up, Nocris took a fraction of Zol's power, and in return, Zol took the heart from the child. So it wasn't a bargain of... Here, I'll give you my heart and you give me some power. It was, I took some power, and so Zol said, okay, I'll take your heart. And they, So it wasn't a yeah. giving back and forth, it was a taking back and forth. Yeah. It is kind of interesting, though, because like, it's almost as if the taking was planned. Because in the line above, it does say Zol had a pact with a forgotten child. But right. It's, but it's, So I wonder if it was an agreed-upon pact or if it was just like... Yeah. I took your power, you took my heart. All right, we're, we've got a pact now. <laughs> I, I love this where it's like, you know, is the darkness just sitting in its realm going like, come on, guys. You you making a pact to take from each other is the same thing as giving to each other. <laughs> right. But there, One thing I think is interesting, too, is this, the name of this card, we'll continue to call them, is Apocrypha, mm-hmm. which means uh, it's... Of a re- religious text, but not, um, how to say, like not, not canon. Not canon. Yes, exactly. And right. so there's kind so, of reference to that at the end, where it says, "You know, I, the child, become herald death. Uh, record these words. They are not the sorrow; they are mine." So that's, I think that's a reference to you know the books of sorrow, which is, you know, as we said earlier, it's basically Oryx's religious text. It's the books of sorrow. Um, those are canon. Because Oryx was king, um, right. these are What's, these what, these are not the sorrow. These are mine. This is Nocris's. Right. What's interesting too is the uh, apocrypha. The word it can also mean secret or hidden. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like him saying, you know, this is the the hidden history, the hidden text. I mean, basically the secret text, which is what they yeah. essentially say when they say Zol had a secret. This yeah. is the secret text. Yeah, I use the example of uh, you know. In a history, we stu- you, you know, you study the uh, for Jewish history the, the Maccabees, and uh, the Maccabees had some text, but they're it's not part of the the Christian canon of the Bible, but it yeah. is considered. So that would be kind of a, it would be apocrypha to the Christianity, so to say. Right here, I'm trying to find something real quick. And oh, never mind. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that's the end of that card. Awesome. Only three so, more to go at a yeah. later date. <laughs> yeah, not tonight. The other, and the other three might even have more details within them, too. It's crazy. Yeah. So as a preview for people, the next three are Cryptark, Zavala. Personally, I think my favorite is Zavala. That, that's my favorite card. Zavala is a good one. And then uh, Rasputin is the final card. And then Rasputin. we're also going to have the comic tomorrow. 
Yeah. If, if I knew exactly what Rasputin was saying, I think it would be my favorite. But I'm forced to speculate on what his protocols and <laughs> computer talk yeah. it means, which, okay. it makes, which so, makes it fun, too. So now that we're talking about it, it is really short. I'm willing to stay up a tiny bit if you want to do Rasputin real fast. <laughs> I, I say let's save it. Because there's going to be the comic tomorrow, and there might okay, be and that, some, yeah, that might add. There might be things that unlock some of the clues, which that's the only reason. Otherwise, I'd say yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good idea. It's like Zavala is my favorite narratively, but mm-hmm. I I am a sucker for Rasputin log files. <laughs> there's so much information buried in those. Yeah, there's. And then there's the Cryptarch, and we all hate Cryptarchs. <laughs> Even if they're giving us valuable hey, information. Pur- Purple Chimera loves Cryptarchs. She's a historian. <laughs> I guess there's some good Cryptarchs. We've just... The Cryptarch we know best has given them all a bad name. That is true. All right. Well, to those of you listening, farewell. And we will be back soon. Wow. It's fun talking. Yep. <laughs>